Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello there. Hello, Amanda. How are you? I'm doing well. This is about our seventh attempt to start this episode because the the tech is just not on our sides today. No, we've got like a full moon situation fine. happening with the tech. It oh should gosh. be fine. It's not a full moon, is it? No. It is not. No, but it... this is supporting my, what I've been saying to you every single time we've started this is that today feels like Monday. Yeah. It's, and it's a Wednesday. Also feels like it's Monday. Yeah. Because it's not cooperating. It's going to work out just fine. <laughs> you also partially feel like today is Monday because you got back from yet more travel. Why? Why? Because you're being an awesome auntie and visiting your niece. Do you say aunt or aunt? Aunt. Same. Do people say, people do say aunt? I believe so. This is another thing, Isabel, uh, there was a hot debate happening at school the other day about caramel and caramel. No, caramel all the way. Delco. Is that a Delco thing? Caramel? I mean, I think definitely regional. Do you say caramel Mm. or caramel? I don't know. I it's think one I, of those things. I think I say caramel. Okay. I think. I don't know. And I I don't know. And um, But it was funny because, yes, I was visiting Ella, my niece, in San Diego this weekend. And it was awesome. It was such an amazing weekend. But it was just tricky because, like, we had a super early flight on Thursday and then a super early flight on Sunday. So, you know, feeling the travel fatigue. But yeah. um, she was telling me that people at school tell her that she has an accent. Mm. She's oh, from I'm Tennant sure. Square. So, yeah, but she's in school in California. Right. So she's hearing from people that she has an accent. Remember Uh, that SNL skit where I think it was actually called The Californians and it was supposed to be a soap opera. (laughs) And I'm just thinking of who's the guy that plays Stefan? I always forget his name in real life. Oh, I know exactly which one you're talking about. And And they talk about traffic. Yeah. And they're like like, the 404. (laughs) Oh gosh. I know. I'm going to mess it up, but it's Kristen Wiig, that guy. I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. He's from Barry. He played Stefan on SNL. I always forget his real name. Not Will Arnett. It's the other one. Yes. And um, yeah, they just, they talk with these Californian accents. (laughs) dialect and they're like the 404 on the freeway were all backed up and i couldn't get here and it's like why would you take the 404 at this time of day everybody knows you take the 83 at this time of day (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So then Ella goes with her nice nondescript accent, but they think she has an accent. Yes. I yeah. will say I was not prepared for the California traffic. Mm. Now, I know, you know, San Francisco is notorious for traffic. Los Angeles is, is uh, notorious for its traffic. But I didn't know that San Diego was, too. But it was a lot of traffic. And can I tell you that they're all like major interstates? It's basically like... Like it was basically like three ninety fives on top of each other, all looping into each other. Like I was the co-pilot for Dwayne and our, and he was like, "I'm literally not going to look at the GPS. Like you have to tell me turn right, turn left, veer, do this, do that." Because he's like, "I'm." It's so confusing and so many cars going everywhere. That sounds terrifying. Uh-huh. <laughs> Slightly. Yeah. Well, thanks I had, for driving, um, Dwayne. I know. I actually added myself as an allowed driver driver to the rental contract, but once I saw the traffic, I was like, never mind, you drive. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. 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 So well, one of the things that we were enjoying doing in San Diego were what was watching the Phillies games. And yeah. I heard that someone special in your life got a little treat related to the Phillies this past weekend. Oh my gosh. Well, so this was actually last Tuesday, but yes, it's been, it's been a week since we recorded. So Graham got invited to go to one of the NLCS playoff games against the Phillies and the, or the Phillies against the Diamondbacks in Philly with his best friend and his best friend's grandpa and had the best night of his life. Oh my God. They won and I was getting sent pictures and videos that were just so sweet and made me so happy for him to be there. And Graham has the little gab watch that, um, you know, I control his contacts. He can only text and call the people that I've approved. There's no games. There's no apps. It's like very bare bones, but just for him to feel secure about, you know, having more independence. And it was amazing in this instance because it was like, you know, if you lose Ozzy, if you lose him and his grandpa, I put his number in your phone. If you can't find them, you stop someone, you know, find a police officer and then get help calling me. Like, you know, we had all the rules set in place, but so I felt very safe kind of sending him off to this very crowded, crazy night in Philadelphia. It was incredible. I was getting, oh, but also his watch can send me little voice memos. And so like when the walk-up songs, so the different players have a song that, you know, plays when they're walking up to the plate. Which I want. I want to have a walk-up song. I mean, we should really discuss what our walk-up songs are, Yeah. but um, A-OK is the one for, I believe, Bryson Stott. I'm probably messing that up. Okay. My family's going to okay. ridicule me. Anyway, but like Graham recorded it that whenever, like the whole crowd is singing along and he sent it to me right after uh. it happened. And so Nick and me and Paige are here watching it on TV and, you know, just knowing that he was like excited enough to still think of us and send us those little Aww. snippets. And then after the Phillies won, you know, they've adopted this song, Dancing on My Own, which was originally sung by the artist Robin, Ooh. now sung by, I don't remember the guy's name, but it's become this like anthem for the Phillies when they win. Okay. Um, just this idea of kind of being like a loner and hmm. dancing on your own. And so he Is sent me a 
audio. I've been audio. dancing on my own. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I keep dancing on my own. Okay. And um, so he sent me audio of that. He did not get home till close to one in the morning because of getting out of the parking lot. There was also a soccer game at the um, Lincoln Financial, which mm. is our where the mm. Eagles play, and a hockey game. And in Philadelphia, all of our sports complexes are right are together. like in one campus. So yes, he got home very late, incredibly late for an 11 year old. And I did make him go to school the next day, but I let him go in a little late, <laughs> but it was just awesome. But, um, yeah, our winning streak is over as mm. of last night. I the know. Phillies lost game seven. I think it was game six, right? Because no, no Amanda, do you, are you questioning me? No, because if they no 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 I am because if they had if they had won they would have gone to another game. No, it w- that it was w- the last game. I'm gonna fight you on this. Okay, look it up because I'm gonna tell you they won the first two games in Philly, then they won one game in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Arizona won two games in Arizona, then they came back to Philly. Arizona won again, so it was tied three three. So last night was the first game seven in Philly's postseason history that they ever made it to a game seven. I know you're looking it up. and I am I'm, looking I'm right. it up right now. I am looking it and up. And it was right game now. seven. How dare you doubt me? Wow. Game seven. Oh, well, yeah. I really was thinking it was game six. No, oh, I know you were. You, you would be wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I was excited because I felt like I was a little bit more in the know because I yeah. was watching the games over the weekend. It was fun. Like, it was a fun little bonding thing with yeah. with my brother-in-law because he was into the games, too. Yeah. So it was fun to watch them together. It was fun. Um, when the kids woke up this morning, nobody lasted except me last night watching the Game 7 loss. And so I put a little post-it in the bathroom for Graham. I was like, you know, how do you want me to tell you if they won or not? I was like, how about I leave a note in the bathroom so you, when you wake up, you can see it. So I just wrote a little, like, the Philly season is over, but we had a really fun year. And um, when I told Paige this morning that the Phillies lost, she was like, oh, thank goodness, no more baseball. <laughs> that poor child is God. so sick of watching baseball. I mean, I wonder, I mean, of course the players want to go to the World Series, but I wonder if a part of them too is kind of like, ah, <laughs> can relax a little bit. A very small part, but a part. Probably a very small part because they get paid a lot of money if they, if oh, they get to sure. the World Series. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Um, one of the other things that I was doing while I was in San Diego, Brooke, was I was observing people in the wild wearing their jeans. Tell me all about it. Especially and in the wild in California. There's some different fashion vibes. Yes. I, I was definitely embracing my role as, a, as an anthropologist, as a jean anthropologist. And the conclusion, Brooke, is that everybody can do whatever the heck they want. Because I, I saw skinny jeans. I saw ripped jeans. I saw uh, boyfriend jeans. I saw high-waisted. I saw everything and everybody was rocking it and everybody looked fine. Great. Done. And so Check. what I've also learned too is that it's the younger folk who might be doing the more edgy jeans, like the w- super wide leg and all of that. And I am not one of them. If I begin to make my jeans decisions based on what the students at San Diego State University are doing, I believe I've gone down the wrong path. And so I found myself encouraged by the wide variety of denim that I saw and um, more emboldened to continue to wear my denim 
as I like it. I've got on a pair of skinny jeans today, loving them, happy as a clam. Fabulous. I am so happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, okay. You know, I'm very, I'm not very good at being on the Facebook group. Have there been any conversations in the Facebook group about the jeans? Have we seen that? Nobody has shared their (laughs) jeans photos with us. So let's get on that listeners. Um, I did have one of, uh, my male friends text me today, say, where do I send pictures? of uh how i'm wearing my jeans i was like i do want to know how he wears his jeans though i do does he do a slimmer fit i will ask i will say the men out in california they were really some a lot of men were rocking a real skinny jean interesting okay you know a little bit more than i was prepared for okay on the men's side but um okay they were rocking it you know all right okay well, one other thing that we've talked about recently, like jeans, like the the kind of pain points in shopping for attire. There's mm-hmm, jeans, mm-hmm. and then there's bras. We've talked about like taking a field trip to either your place in Wilmington, Delaware, that you love. Mm-hmm. What is it? Bear Essentials. Um, yes, something like that. Or yes, because I always get it confused because there's an online store called Bear Necessities. Oh yeah, I don't but think this so. is Bear Essentials. Okay. Correct. Got it. Or is Bare Essentials the makeup? I don't know. It's been a while. Remember the powder? Tap, tap, tap. Oh my gosh. I used to be so <laughs> Nick always said up. So bare minerals. That's what bare <laughs> minerals. Different. But it was like it was like an all powder foundation. I was very into it in the early aughts. <laughs> I guess when I met Nick and like once we lived together and he would always know I was like five minutes from being ready to go out because he would hear the tap, tap, tap. tap. <laughs> it would like you would you would put the brush in the mineral powder and then you would oh. tap, tap, tap it off and then rub it on your face. Oh, I wore that stuff for a long time. Anyway, unrelated to makeup, but related to bras, Mm -hmm. I texted you when you were in San Diego and I was like, I have, I just had this idea. What if we had like a bra fitting party Mm -hmm. where, because like there's really like, I don't think anyone really enjoys bra fitting. You love when you leave the experience with a new bra that fits you well, but like, it's not an enjoyable experience. It can be Mm -hmm. a little bit humiliating Mm -hmm. if you're not comfortable, like, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just getting just fitted yeah. by yeah. a stranger, yeah. letting it all hang out. And um, so I was like, wouldn't it be fun if we were able to have a kind of like private party yes. at one of these bra places, invite our listeners, have mm-hmm. some snacks, have some beverages, mm-hmm. and everybody gets to do their private fitting, but then we all get to mingle and hang out in between. And then we all leave with lovely bras. I love it. I love it. That's life changing. I love it too. Yeah. And then I was telling my friend Bridget about it, and she said that we should call it, we should do it in the new year and call it New Year New Boobs. Yes. So yes. we're going to trademark that, and <laughs> it's coming to We're going to a... spend the $2,000 to trademark New Boobs, New, <laughs> new yeah, New Boobs, New, new You. New Year New Boobs. Is no. that what I said before? I new You New I don't know. I don't See, if I, know. I've already messed it up. <laughs> I like New Year New You New Boobs. Okay. Maybe the trio. Okay. Um, we're we're going to workshop it some more. Yeah. I do love that. Um, I think that would be such a fun event. Speaking of events, a little sad development on my end was that I was supposed to go to the Taylor Swift movie with you this weekend. And you're ditching me. And 
Isabel's cheer squad decided that the best day to have the competition was on the exact day that I already had my Taylor Swift ticket, movie tickets. So fear not, I have rescheduled them for the following weekend, and I was able to sell a few of my tickets to your lovely friend. Mm-hmm. However, um, I'm going to miss being there in the, you know, the group with the group. I know. I've seen such cute videos of people going to the Taylor Swift movie and the young girls like singing along and having a great time. So yeah, about half of at least a third of the theater will be Paige's friends. (laughs) Because I've just kind of told everybody like, hey, if you're a Swifty and you want to come join us. So I'm very excited to see that this weekend, but you will be missed. I know. Um. And I think we also have a pretty exciting update to share that's related to this little breaky poo coming up. Do you want to share it, Amanda? You all are about to hear for the second week in a row, because last week was our first week of this partnership, that we have partnered with KonMari, and they are now an official Good Enough-ish podcast sponsor. And So that feels, I know, it feels super exciting. Obviously, I've been working with KonMari for years in many different aspects in my own professional career, but this is the first time that it's transitioned to Good Enough-ish. And um, they're just so lovely to work with. And I'm excited to like spread the joy. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a very exciting partnership. And we had fun recording the ad. They were so lovely and receptive. They were like, love it. Everybody says this sounds amazing. We got very, I got a little particular with how the music aligned with the, the but audio. But it turned out, but your little comments, you know, like I those mean, little tweaks. Little tweaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was beyond good enough-ish final results. So we're very excited to have them on board as a sponsor. Yeah, this is going to be a longer term partnership. So stay tuned to hear lots of really cool things coming out of the KonMari world. And anybody else that wants to sponsor us that we talk about all the time, like Kizix, like who else do we talk Perfect about? Perfect Bars. Time? Thrive Cosmetics. Um, Pyrex. <laughs> Trader Joe's. I mean... <laughs> Target. We are, we are accepting all sponsorship opportunities. Accept it. Well, I mean, no. For, we for are revi- we are reviewing all sponsorship yes. opportunities because you know they're just going to come banging down our doors. <laughs> yes, they so, are. Yeah. So speaking of that, let's take a break, and you can listen to the lovely ad. Let's we'll do be it right back. Brooke, I am real excited about what we have to share with our listeners. I know. This is so exciting. So you know how Marie Kondo created the KonMari Consultant Program to spread her joy-centered method of organization with as many people as possible? I did know that, Amanda, because you were one of the first certified KonMari consultants ever. I was. It has been a game changer for me. And for anyone who's ever thought, wow, I'd love to put my passion to work and become a KonMari consultant too, now's your chance. The last KonMari consultant course of the year is November 6th through 8th. This live virtual event can be attended from the comfort of your home with a very special appearance from Marie Kondo herself. That's a pretty big deal. You know, I'd be attending in a fancy sweatshirt and slippers from my couch. I know you would be. The best part is our listeners get $300 off by using code goodenoughish at checkout. This is the best offer available right now, so you do not want to pass this up. To register, visit events.conmari.com. 
click register now and use code goodenoughish at checkout for $300 off. That's events.conmari.com code goodenoughish. Get ready to spark some major joy, my friends. We are back. We're back after our exciting ad break. <laughs> and Amanda, I got some bummer news this morning. Yeah. That, so you all, you know, I love Nora McInerney who yes. has written several books. She's got the terrible thanks for asking podcast. She's just amazing. She's an amazing writer and speaker and just has some incredible insights about grief and life and mm. all the things. Mm. So she was taking her podcast on a little tour mm-hmm. and it was called happy ish holidays. Mm-hmm. And my friend, Jen Oglesby, who I've also mentioned before, um, she got tickets for me and her to go to this live show in Philadelphia, literal front row center seats. Jen was mm-hmm. like, are you someone who likes to sit in the front or like off to the side? You know, I was like, Oh, front and center. Definitely. <laughs> when she was buying the tickets, but we got the news this morning that the show is canceled. The whole tour is canceled, except for like two shows in Minneapolis that she's going to do and stream. And it was such a bummer because I was really looking forward to it. I've been to one of Nora's book signings before that I've talked about on the podcast. And also I loved that this tour was called happy ish holidays. Cause it's just mm-hmm. aligns very nicely with love good enough ish, mm-hmm. the good enough ish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But I also, you know, my first reaction was disappointment, but my second was like, good for her. Mm-hmm. I read this email that just said, you know, she just realized, um, that was some, some things going on that she, you know, it was not her story to tell, but this was her choice. And, she just couldn't be away from home for three weeks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that is so admirable as much Mm -hmm. as I am disappointed to do something that disappoints people. Mm -hmm. And it got you and I just talking about trusting your gut and knowing Mm -hmm. that you have to say no, even when it's going to hurt or disappoint others. Mm -hmm. I know. I really like this. And she says on this Instagram post, I hate disappointing people so much that when old men ask if I play basketball, I say yes, I guess because she's really tall. So old men ask her all the time if she's very tall. And apparently people have asked her her whole life if she plays basketball. And this made me chuckle too when I saw it on social media. Yeah. Um, But she says, but I've also learned over the past few years that even the right decision can be a hard one. Sorry to make your holidays a little less happy-ish, but um, I know I love that because exactly. I'm sure a lot of people were, was reactions were the same, like, oh, that's so disappointing. But then also that's really kind of badass. Yeah. And I think it's, I think a lot of us, when our intuition or our gut tells us that something is the wrong choice, we often keep pushing through because we don't want to disappoint the people around us. We don't want to create negative press. I mean, in her case, like this is something I've seen ads for on social media. Like I'm guessing a bunch of money went into just marketing this and putting it out there. So, you know, it's just a really good reminder to trust our guts, Mm -hmm. to trust a reaction to something. You know, you and I were talking about sometimes if we get an email that our initial reaction is, ugh, Mm-hmm. Like if we see a name in the, mm-hmm. in the from, uh, field that is someone that we don't enjoy communicating with, or, 
a project that we're not looking forward to, to stop and step back and say, what would happen if I said no to this? Yes. Yeah. And even as I think about my own business right now, you know, I'm doing like, if I list out all the different things I'm doing in my business, I'm doing like six or eight very different things. And when I look at that, some of the things on that list don't spark as much joy as they used to, you know, and it's just normal to just sort of be like, well, just keep what doing what you're doing. But it is an opportunity to sort of step back and ask like, okay, well, does this, you know, like in her case, does this tour spark joy for me at this moment? And based on whatever's going on in my life, no, it doesn't. And so a lot of times, you know, in KonMari, we talk a lot about, you know, what I'm not necessarily just helping somebody decide which spatula to keep. I might be having helping them have difficult conversations with their mother-in-laws or difficult conversations with their sisters who keep on dropping off bins and bins and bins of clothing that they don't necessarily want or need, right? So it's like being able to say no and being okay with disappointing someone. Um, I have found a lot of times when I I do that whole, like, it should be fine thing. Like, oh, yeah, that three-week holiday tour that I was going to do for this podcast, it should be fine. And then you're like, will it be? Is it? Yeah. You know, we all know when we have that voice that's saying it should be fine, it actually means it probably won't be fine and you need to stop and listen to me, dummy. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) not that anybody's calling you a dummy or – but, like, it's that – that angel or devil on your shoulder saying, Hey, like stop and pay attention. If you just said this should be fine, it'll work out. It's, it's okay that maybe you're having that feeling and thought for a reason. Yes. Yes. I always really appreciate, have you ever heard like the metaphor of the car dashboard? Like when I've heard about this a lot when it comes to like feelings. They talk in mindfulness about how like feelings and emotions are often like the check engine light on the dashboard. Oh yeah. So instead of thinking like, oh, it's bad that I'm angry. It's like, no, being angry is just my check engine light. Like, okay, what's going on? What am I angry about? Like you don't just keep on driving and driving and driving with your check engine light on. You stop, you pull over, you take a minute, you figure out what's going on. And a lot of times when we have these feelings or worries, we just just keep going, you know, like, okay, I'll just get through it kind of thing. But thinking about it as an indicator on your dashboard that it's really time to stop and listen to yourself. Um, I was having a conversation this week because we are exploring the loan to do some home improvement. And I was talking to this guy who was trying to sell me his loan product and he was so salesy and you could tell he's really good at what he's doing because he had that kind of salesy way of talking to you. Like, well, if you didn't do this, you'd be stupid not to, because clearly this is the the smartest thing to do. And I know you're a smart woman, so you'll do it. And I, like, I was like, Yeah, gross. And I finally sent him an email like, this is not for me. And to be quite honest with you, you came across as really salesy and that was a big turnoff. So we're done. And uh, that felt good. Going back to what you said about, you know, work decisions and what's not sparking joy. I made the decision this year to not do any holiday markets for Balance Mm -hmm. Bound. You Mm -hmm. know, last year I did I think two holiday specific markets plus a pop-up shop in January that ended up like half of it ended up getting snowed out. So the second day I had to still go back and get all my product. And like those markets take a lot out of me Mm. physically, Mm. emotionally, and I did not see enough of a 
revenue payoff last year to really be that worthwhile. And so, you know, when summer was wrapping up and, and the applications and things start to go out for these holiday markets, I used to have a lot of FOMO, like, well, if I don't do this, people aren't going to know about Balance Bound. People are going to buy another planner product that is there or just another planner that they see online because seeing our planners in person are really effective. But it's also, it's so much people. Yeah. It is. The return on investment mentally and financially and emotionally is not there. Yeah. And each market was taking me like a couple days to recover from, you know, I was lifting a lot of these heavy boxes myself. I was doing the setup. I was doing the Mm. breakdown. And I just kind of decided this year to say no to all of them. And that was really hard because, you know, I've had a few people reach out to me directly to ask if I would like to participate in something. And I've had to say no. And it has been hard. I've almost caught myself like, well, maybe I could just do this one. Or I really like this person and I know she'll put on a good event. Or, well, if I sell X number of planners, it will be worthwhile. But ultimately there's no guarantee. And I just kept hearing that no in the back of my mind. So I had to trust it as hard as it is. Well, it's one of those things too, where it's kind of like, like I even have it written on my wall right now, show up for the hell yes and ditch the rest. It's like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Right. And what you're saying about those markets is not remotely a hell yes. It wasn't like, oh my God, I cannot wait for the winter markets to start. It's so fun. I go there and I do this. You were like, ugh. And like, that is like all the information that you need. Mm -hmm. When we came back, this is like a much smaller example, but when we came back from San Diego, because I am so committed to overscheduling myself, it's like, (laughs) that is my hobby right now is overscheduling myself. Especially with travel. It's an amazing talent. (laughs) And um, so, you know, we had gotten up at 3.30 in the morning on Sunday to catch a flight and we were going to get in at 2.30 and Isabel's elementary school that night was having their school fall fun fest with hayride and s'mores and hot dogs and corn maze. And Isabel loves all that kind of stuff. And it was starting at five. So of course I got tickets. Of course. Of course I did. Because I was like, as I'm booking them, I'm like, that should be fine. It should should be be fine. fine. That should be be fine. fine. And then when we got home, my house was is still kind of a disaster because we're still painting, you know, f- trying to finish up Isabel's room in the midst of all this. And I was like, we are so not going to that thing. And she didn't want to go either. She was so happy to be like home, playing video games, hanging out with her friends online and everything. And I was like, hey, Isabel, I don't think I have it in me to go to the hayride. And she's like, okay, mom. And I was like, that $45 or whatever I paid donation to the PTO. <laughs> yep. And we're done, you know, and I didn't agonize over it, but Mm -hmm. man, I am such a, I insist upon overscheduling myself. Yeah, but you do it until you reach a point that you've realized you've overdone it. And then you take a step back for a couple months and then I'll remind you again (laughs) when you do it again in three months. It's fine. Yeah. It's funny that you mention, you know, the, the, it's like the fall fair hayride. I finally, I think I quite a few years ago, maybe during COVID, we just stopped our annual visit to Pumpkinland at Lynn Villa Orchards, yes. which mm-hmm. is near where you, you yes. used to live. It's here in media. It is a huge, I don't want to say like tourist attraction, but people come from oh, yeah. 
maps, you know, all over this general area to go. It's always mobbed this time of year. As you know, you, yes. s- you used to get stuck in the traffic. Yes. Um, and Nick and I always used to try to take the kids on like a weekday, maybe when we both worked from home back in the day and the kids were only in daycare three days a week and, you know, it was before public school even. Yeah. Or, you know, it was Graham, when Graham had morning kindergarten, we would go on a weekday so it was less crowded. But yes. it reached a point where it literally had only become a photo op. And of yeah, course, yeah, everybody yeah. loves the pictures of their kids and the pumpkins, but like, when I was doing it and my kids didn't enjoy it and they were whining about it and I was like, well, why do I want this picture of them fake smiling that doesn't even turn out well? And then I get my pictures and we have to buy them some sugary treat or they don't even want to go to the playground. I'm like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Why? So it now- like when I was at Disney World and Isabel's like, can we go back to the farm and feed the goats? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> We didn't need to pay for the tickets to Magic Kingdom. $800 richer. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's just knowing when no is um, something that can save your sanity, maybe can prevent you from overscheduling yourself, overexerting yourself, Amanda. Yeah. And when you've been saying yes to things, you know, we talk a lot about the shoulds and I should get a picture of my kids in the pumpkin patch. I should get the photo for the Christmas card. No, you know what? Now we still live close to Lynn Villa. We go after the whole pumpkin, whatever. We go to their little shop to buy our annual Christmas ornament. Everybody... Um, our family tradition is that each of the kids get a new ornament that they get to pick out each year. I know. I remember you telling me that I love this. I love this too, because it's fun. It's inexpensive. They love it. It ends up representing something about them that year that, you know, like Paige got, um, a PJ masks one, one year. Mm -hmm. She got the little target dog one year because she was obsessed (laughs) with that dog when we used to go to target for the ornaments. I was going to say, you got a target dog at La Villa? (laughs) (laughs) we've changed the tradition Uh, to now go to Lynn Villa, but it's like, then we can get apple cider then. And we can get, we can enjoy Lynn Villa when it's not the crazy fall harvest stuff. And it's still nice. And it's our own version of the tradition. So it allows me to say no to the part of it that was not enjoyable for anyone. I know when we lived near Lynn Villa, we would go all year round except October. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which is when the only time that most people do go, because I was like, yeah, it's basically the same exact thing as all year round, plus 10,000 pumpkins, plus 10,000 people. Yes. And I don't like pumpkins or people enough (laughs) to want to be around 10,000 of them at the same time trying to park. Like, that's just not interesting to me. It's But one thing that I am is sparking a lot of joy. And when I booked the tickets, I did book it kind of with the sense of like, I don't know if we're going to feel like doing this, but I'm going to book them. And if we don't end up going, it's going to be my donation to this organization because our life has been crazy lately because Isabel has this cheer competition on Sunday. She has practice four times this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for two hours at a time. And the place is a half hour away. Okay. So there's like no, there's like no dinners happening. There's like, you know, it's nuts. Yeah. But this, is it this I think this Saturday, have you ever heard of Colonial Plantation at um, um, Ridley Creek State Park? Yes. I went there on field trips when I was seven. Like Correct. Yeah. 
it's it's amazing. All these old, old houses, they dress up, you know, in colonial times. You can make candles the way that they did then. They have these ghost tours, <gasps> lantern ghost tours, where you can tour through the old buildings and they tell true stories about ghosts that lived or potentially still live in these old houses. And Isabel loves scary stuff. So, and we're just going to go the three of us, like me and Fernando and her on Saturday night. And, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, listen, it's at six o'clock on a Saturday night. We will have had the whole day to sleep in, tidy up, relax, do whatever we want to do. And then by that time of the night, we'll be kind of bored and looking for a little something to do. And I think yeah. that would be fun. So Perfect. like that, I'm excited about. And I don't you can think that's still be home get... by eight. And you can be home in your jammies by, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I'm excited. This about kind that. of sounds a bit like my nightmare because I mean, <laughs> my kids, if I dragged them to something like something like that, they would have nightmares that neither of them like ghosts or even much scary stuff around Halloween. Like we have to be yes. fairly delicate with some of the. It is recommended for kids over 12. And Isabel's 11, but she loves scary stuff. So it's fine. If she likes it, go for it. Mm-hmm. But that'll be fun. So that's mm-hmm. a resounding yes. That is a hell yes. Well, you know what else is the hell yes because I thought this is what you were going to say that you know if you don't go Mm. we got tickets to see the indigo girls (gasps) totally even totally forgot about that that's a hell yes it is you better put it on your calendar because if you back out on me I'm gonna be mad because we were like it wasn't even like are we going it was like which date are we going because we had Delaware and then I think two dates in Collingswood New Jersey that we could choose from right yes so it was definitely a hell yes it was just a when yes Mm-hmm. So, so excited about oh, that. Win. Yes. We're going to do our pointing. So much pointing. Yeah. Because when we did our karaoke and we sang, <laughs> we did so much pointing. Why the pointing? Why? I don't know. It's like, I'm pointing at you. You're pointing at me. We're pointing at the Indigo Girls. It'll be great. It's going to be Are great. we going to get matching Indigo Girls merch? I mean, or do we wear matching good enough-ish merch and let everybody ask us about it? We, yes, all of that. (laughs) All of that. Hell yes. The Indigo Girls are good enough-ish. We can make up a fake partnership. They might escort us out. (laughs) But like, we could be like, no, the Indigo Girls love us. It's fine. Emily and Amy, they totally. so familiar with us. Did you know that my car was named um, Amy Ray in uh, high school? You may have told me this. I enjoy it. I enjoy it very much. Yeah. Well, this this talk was inspiring me because these couple of weeks are incredibly busy for me. And I do think there's some no's that I might need to inject yeah. into the next couple of weeks. Injecting no's. <laughs> I think we just found our episode title. <laughs> Injecting no's into your life. Yeah, that sounds weird. It does, but I, I, li- I like it. Let's go with that. Inserting nose? Is that what I meant to say? Maybe. (laughs) Just saying no. That's the easiest way. Um, All right. Well, should should we take a little break? Let's do it. We'll be back. Hey, listeners. Amanda here. One of the best ways to support this podcast is by leaving positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're on an iPhone, find that purple podcast app, search for Good Enough-ish, Scroll down to the ratings and reviews sections to tap five stars and write your own review. You might even get a shout out on the show. Your support means so much and will help new listeners find us. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. 
We're back, Amanda. We are back. Tell me what is sparking joy for you right now? You this know, very second. This exact <laughs> moment. Um, so I am really enjoying CNN's Five Things morning newsletter. So they say, give us five minutes and we'll catch you up on the news you need to know every morning. And so all you have to do, obviously we'll put the link in the show notes, is just add your email address. And I find it, you know, I send that... Amanda's top three every week with these little bite-sized snippets. And Mm -hmm. this is very similar in the sense that it's five, um, you know, bite-sized snippets to really kind of catch you up on everything that's happening in the world. And then they have some smaller snippets below, but I find it to be really readable and enjoyable. So that's what's sparking joy for me right now, because I'm trying to avoid too much doom scrolling. Yeah. There's a lot of doom scrolling to be had at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The world uh, is feeling pretty rough right now. So it's, it's that balance of feeling informed, but mm-hmm. also, you know, needing to still show up for life and making the money and doing the things to keep your family going. And sometimes that can be really hard amidst the news. So mm-hmm. this sounds like a really nice solution to yeah. feel clued in. Yeah. yeah. I like it because a lot of times too, I might feel behind on the news. Like right now it's happening like the house speaker, right? And so if you're kind of like, what is happening with that? It'll be kind of a nice paragraph that'll get you kind of caught up on what's going on and what the implications of that are. So I'm liking it. Yeah. I like it. All right. Maybe I'll switch to that. I do the New York Times morning email, um, but there it usually starts with like a longer story and Mm. then snippets below that. So I'm not loving the format lately. And and, uh, yeah, it does sometimes, I mean, there's always going to be doom and gloom and there's going to be tough things happening in the world. So it's a matter of like, what, <laughs> in what way can I take that in and not be ignorant to what's going on in the world, but yeah, not have it be too much, not have it be too little. So maybe I'll check out the CNN five things. Yeah. I like it because yeah, I don't know that I could, my brain could handle a long story in the morning. So I do like these kind of, and you can just kind of skim like, oh, I'm not really interested in two or three and skim to four or five. So liking nice. it. Okay. What are you doing to do your future self a favor right now? Well, I'm not doing it like right now, <laughs> but as holiday baking season is not too far away, this is a tip that I learned from Nick's family. Like this was something I had never seen before. But if you plan to do some baking um, anytime, mm-hmm, particularly mm-hmm. cookies, something you want to remember to do if you want to keep your cookies moist and moist. soft. <laughs> I know people love that word. We'll say soft. Um, you want to put little pieces of bread in the container where you're storing the cookies and it will keep them more fresh and soft longer. Love it. And it's amazing. Like one time I actually put in too much bread and it made my chocolate chip cookies like totally fall apart, which they still tasted delicious and they were incredible. But like if you're going for presentation, but I will like I will when I make my favorite, my famous chocolate chip cookies that are like I've never had these before. I'm a huge chocolate chip cookie fan. Well, they're coming your way the next time I see you in person. So I make it's a it's a New York Times recipe. I will find it. They're called like the ultimate chocolate chips. I know New York Times has a ton of 
chocolate chip cookie recipe. So I'll make sure you find this one. Okay. But it makes like five dozen cookies. Mm. So it makes a ton of them. It's great to bring to a party or a holiday gathering. Like Nick has a very big extended family. So I always bring my cookies to any gathering there. I bring Mm. them on Mm -hmm. Christmas to my brother's house. They last us the whole weekend, maybe. And (laughs) they last us about an hour. yeah. Yeah. So I'll, you know, put all the cookies in my giant Tupperware and that holds five dozen chocolate chip cookies. And I'll take one piece of bread and kind of tear it up and I'll stick it in between, you know, the various cookies. And so basically the cookies absorb the moisture in the bread. Uh And eventually that bread is going to feel like toast after like two days of keeping it in there. It dries out. But if, so if you wanted to keep the cookies longer, you take out those pieces of bread, you put in another one. It's really, it's really cool. That is really cool. I now I've I use this in my brown sugar. Have you heard of this? So I've never done this, but it totally makes sense. Yes, it just so pulls the moisture out. A, I, and I put a whole I put I put a big slice of bread in the brown sugar. But I think the problem is, is that I probably should replace that slice of bread. I don't know, maybe even just like every month or something like that. Sure. But it does. It gets rock hard. Yeah. And the brown sugar is nice and loose and not all dried up. Look at that. Just look at us. Look just, at us. This is feeling very SNL like This is feeling very Betty Crocker. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> All right. So just get a loaf of bread. Pull just out a piece, a tear it up, stick it in, it in your cookies. cookies put it in your cookie jar. Get moist. Now we're like from Long Island. I don't know. I apologize to anybody from Long Island. Anyway, this was fun, Amanda, as always. It was. And listeners, I want to hear from you about like, what are you saying no to in a badass way and letting yeah. go of in your life? Um, you know, how are you? showing up for the hell yeses and ditching the rest is. Yeah. And what jeans you're wearing. And I, I have to go back <laughs> on what I said about the jeans discussion in the Facebook group. Um, one of our amazing listeners shared a resource for a woman who is very good at guiding you on the different types of jeans. Oh, And then another listener responded saying that she has a lot of good luck at Gap and Abercrombie. And oh. I said, I have not stepped foot in an Abercrombie since the early aughts when they didn't have anything that would fit my body mm-hmm. and that they have very much changed since then. So while these two ladies did not show us pictures of their jeans, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back mm-hmm. on what I said and and correct myself that the jeans discussion is happening. It's alive and well. It's and we alive need, and yep. well. Right, and Amanda, we're right going to need you to chime in. We need our listeners to chime in. And we need you to join this Facebook group if you're not already in it, people. Okay. Yes. And if you're not in it and you haven't been listening long enough to know, our mascot is Junie. Mm-hmm. That is my adorable little cavalier pup. Yes. Oh, so. We didn't talk about her all this episode. Uh, no, well, she's not under... She's not under me right now. Okay. I actually don't know where she is. I'm going to kind of go look for her because it's been a little quiet. Okay. Her. All yeah. right. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.